Hello, this is Jake Leahy reading the Supreme Court Opinion Syllabus in Santos Zacaria versus Garland. Certiorari to the United States Court of Appeals for the Fifth Circuit. Decided May 11, 2023. Petitioner Leon Santos Zacaria, who goes by the name Estrella, is a non-citizen in removal proceedings. She sought protection from removal, which an immigration judge denied. Santo Zecaria appealed to the Board of Immigration Appeals, which upheld the immigration judge's decision. She then filed a petition for review in the Fifth Circuit under 8 U.S.C. 1252, alleging that the board had impermissibly engaged in fact-finding that only the immigration judge could perform. The Fifth Circuit dismissed Santos Zecaria's petition in part, finding that she had not satisfied 1252-D1's exhaustion requirement. Section 1252-D1 provides that a court may review a final order of removal only if the alien has exhausted all administrative remedies available to the alien as of right. The Fifth Circuit raised the exhaustion issue sua sponte based on its characterization of 1252-D1's exhaustion requirement as jurisdictional, and the Fifth Circuit concluded that Santos Zecaria failed to exhaust because she failed to raise her impermissible fact-finding claim to the board in a motion for reconsideration before filing her petition for judicial review. Held. Section 1252-D1's exhaustion requirement is not jurisdictional. A. A jurisdictional prescription sets the bounds of the court's adjudicatory authority. Contract v. Ryan. While non-jurisdictional rules govern how courts and litigants operate within those bounds. The jurisdictional tag carries potentially harsh consequences. Fort Bend County v. Davis. For example, courts must enforce jurisdictional rules sua sponte, even in the face of a litigant's forfeiture or waiver. Hamer v. Neighborhood, Housing Services of Chicago. To ensure that courts impose such consequences only when Congress unmistakably has so instructed, A rule is treated as jurisdictional only if Congress clearly states that it is. Beckler v. Commissioner Section 1252-D1 lacks the clear statement necessary to qualify as jurisdictional. First, exhaustion requirements are quintessential claim processing rules designed to promote efficiency in litigation. Treating an exhaustion requirement as jurisdictional would deserve that very interest. Second, 1252-D1's language differs substantially from more clearly jurisdictional language and related statutory provisions. Elsewhere, including in provisions enacted at the same time and in the same section as 1252-D1, Congress specified that, quote, no court shall have jurisdiction end quote, to review certain matters. See certain sections in the code. 
Taken together, these two features of 1252D1 establish that it is not clearly jurisdictional. Given the clear statement rule, the government offers no persuasive reason to treat 1252D1 as jurisdictional. First, merely that a statute addresses the court and limits review does not necessarily mean the statute governs the court's jurisdiction. Second, the government fails to show that 1252D1 clearly carried forward any understanding that a prior version of 1252D1 was jurisdictional. Finally, 1252D1's placement within 1252 is insufficient to establish that 1252D1 is clearly jurisdictional. 2. Section 1252D1 does not require non-citizens to request discretionary forms of review, like reconsideration of an unfavorable unfavorable Board of Immigration Appeals determination. A. Section 1252D1 requires exhausting only remedies available as of right. In the context relevant here, review of a legal claim, that phrase means review that is guaranteed, not discretionary. Reconsideration by the board, however, is discretionary. Board reconsideration is therefore not available as of right, and 1252D1 does not require a non-citizen to pursue it. B. The government cannot show that exhausting remedies available as of right requires seeking board reconsideration. The government emphasizes a non-citizen's right to file a motion to reconsider. But the right to request discretionary review does not make a remedy available as of right. Nor does 1252D1 draw a distinction suggested by the government between those remedies made discretionary by statute and those made so by regulation. In addition, although the decision whether to grant reconsideration is reviewable for abuse of discretion, it remains a matter of discretion all the same. Finally, if seeking reconsideration qualified as exhausting a remedy available as of right, the statutory scheme would become incoherent. Non-citizens would need to seek reconsideration in every case. Yet the statute is designed around pursuing judicial review and agency reconsideration in parallel. The board would be flooded with reconsideration motions that non-citizens would not otherwise file. And courts would be, would be flooded with pre-reconsideration petitions for review that under the government's interpretation would be unexhausted and therefore pointless. C. Alert to the problems with requiring non-citizens to always seek reconsideration for exhaustion purposes, the government instead would require seeking reconsideration only sometimes when the non-citizen is raising an issue not previously presented to the agency. But seeking reconsideration does not qualify as a remedy available as of right, sometimes and not others. Instead, it does not qualify at all. The government's approach, moreover, 
would not fix the problem of producing pointless, unexhausted petitions, petitions for review, and it would introduce practical difficulties for courts, non-citizens, and the board. Vacated in part and remanded. Justice Jackson delivered the opinion of the court in which Roberts, Sotomayor, Kagan, Gorsuch, Kavanaugh, and Barrett joined. Alito filed an opinion concurring in judgment in which Thomas joined. Thanks again for listening and feel free to shoot us a a comment or any thoughts you have uh, to scotusdecisions at gmail.com. This is Jake Leahy. Thanks for listening and have a great one.